Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on... You're listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Why, hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another evening of Jaybird watching. Don't get going crazy and flipping your tables over or anything. I know it was a rough week. We can all relax. It's a Monday. We get a fresh week of baseball games after a lawn, not-so-homestand in Seattle, <laughs> guys. But um, a rough week in Blue Jays baseball. How are you two doing? Ken, Jason, what's up? Uh, doing all right. Uh, I think just that one week off of having a headache just made me mess up already just in the beginning of the episode so that just uh, apologies for that running our outro instead of our intro but uh yeah so far so good i mean aside from the jays i think we're gonna talk what's going on with them and uh oh boy yeah Yeah. what what, what what a difference a week makes yeah that might as well be the theme motto and the tagline for the blue jays whole season what a difference a week makes <laughs> it's been so bipolar over this whole season and the fact that we are where we are jason still quite impressive with everything that's going on regardless i think yeah i, I think that we've you know this has sort of been happening uh, on and off all year long they the jays have had some pretty deep spins and some pretty high highs and you know, that's what a baseball season is. And, and you know, I think that people are finally starting to recognize that they are a good team and um, that, you know, when they want to, they can really play well. I mean, there's going to be blips on the radar. Uh, I mean, it was incredible. I don't know if you guys were able to see uh, out east, but there was a Taylor Swift concert and she's not coming to Canada. Apparently she doesn't like Canada anymore. But um, Tay-Tay. Yeah, she can stay, stay. Um, ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> hey, yeah, they remember that one, man. Um, that, so, and that to like whatever the freaking, uh, I don't know if you guys saw it because, you know, it's not a Canadian Airlines thing, but she's on like the Delta Sky Club or something commercials like that these days here in the States. And it's like, oh, don't worry. You can come hang out with Taylor Swift in the lounge. It'll be great. No, but you are. <laughs> the, the borders were like, it was like hours to get over the border. And, you know, I had some friends that went to the games and, uh, um, they said it was like being in Toronto. Like it was crazy to watch the batters at bat and not see a Mariner fan anywhere. Not not one. It was all Jays hats, all Jays jerseys. So and I, you know how they said they were going to pull all the the Jays stuff because they basically made a half and half store for all of the Mariner stores. I don't know if yeah. you guys saw this. They didn't. They left it as is, and the Jays fans were rapidly buying stuff. I mean. It's not like it's impossible to get Jay stuff in Canada, but it's not easy. Like I go to, there's, there's not a lot of places where I can go. And like, let's say I wanted to get a Gosman Jersey. I'd have to get it made. 
you know, yeah. or if I wanted to Whit Merrifield, I'd have to go to Lids or to one of those stores and get it made, which is beside the point. And I'm starting to find out how angry it makes me that, you know, Canada is the, just completely forgotten for baseball and for other things, for equipment. It's just completely maddening. But on the flip side of things, I did see some good things out of that series from the weekend, even though, you know, they didn't get the W's. Um, you know, and it was nice to see Teoscar hit one, and, you know, and, and, you know, have see everybody so happy for him. And, you know, I feel like they can they can move on to the Dodgers and, um, you know, start to go at that. And I'm pos- I like it because this is all in my time zone now. So I can, you know, I can watch a baseball game at night. I don't have to watch it at- or in the afternoon like it's supposed to be on a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on that note, I guess we're going to dive plenty into the series of this week or this show but um it, it's slightly insane how many people show up for those and i think it's a great thing and I, regardless of what the mariners fans get it's real simple you love your team show up the blue yeah. jays fans love their team and they're showing up in other people's ballparks and it's not just the mariners this has been a baseball every thing all in- season almost every Correct. single series there's a blue jay fan they they take at least a, a, a certain section of the stadium which was just Amazing to me. I thought when I was watching the games this past weekend, I'm like, holy crap, there's a lot of Jays fans, right? <laughs> yeah, and to that point, they, they've been a great traveling ball club all year long. And in the midst of that, I think we saw like the other the one other one that was clearly a home game for the Blue Jays this year was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was slightly insane. But as far as the actual – quote-unquote, home away from home for the Toronto Blue Jays, which is supposedly T-Mobile Park. I don't know if you guys have seen what the record is for the Blue Jays over the last few years at T-Mobile Park, but let's just say I'd rather play at the Trop because that's how bad our record is playing in front of the Blue Jays fans in Seattle over the last Yeah, It's been awful. What are they, like 3-15 and 15 or something like that? You are correct, sir. Yeah. It's, and It's crazy. Over the last few seasons, period, the the Mariners are out beating us record-wise over the last, I think it was over the last three seasons. Um, I think that number you were just r- rattling off there, Jason, was closer to the five-year ballpark. I was trying to find the exact one, but we're only 14-7, and seven, meaning we've only won seven games against the Mariners in the regular season over the last three years. So, obviously, half of those being home games over the last three seasons. So... Everybody calls the Tropicana Field the, the house of horrors for the Toronto Blue Jays. I am really, really thinking that somebody needs to rethink that thought, regardless <laughs> of the fact that this is a, like I said, it's a, it, we all just said it. It's a home game. How yeah. are we losing these games in that kind of crowd environment? It's slightly obnoxious. I, I get it. I, yeah. I mean, and I, this was a crazy good series to be watching if you're a baseball fan, period, not just a Blue Jays fan. But yeah, I mean, fun. it's it's weird, right? Because, you know, I'm expecting we're, you know, we're on the road. We're going to get more booze than cheers. So it, I don't know. Maybe it just kind of throws me off when I hear like way more cheers for the Jays on the road than uh, than the actual home team. So I you know, yeah. I, I always I always mistake Seattle and Tampa Bay anyways because the uniforms look very like very much similar to me anyways. I know we always struggle with both teams anyways. So anytime yeah. it's Tampa Bay, Seattle, yeah, one of the same. We're gonna have a yeah. tough time either way. So as far as that that conversation goes, though, Ken, 
They're very similar as far as the Tampa Bay Rays to the Seattle Mariners, except that the Tampa Bay Rays know this thing called metrics and know who to play, where the Mariners have a guy named Caleb or Cal Riley that just knows how to destroy the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> and only the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. In another three home runs this weekend. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't know how the hell he does it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like, I, I, I watched all, all three games, and the Mariners are a bit of a funny duck. They 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 look like... They could be very good, and they're they're just they're not like they're they're. I would put them in the good category, certainly not great. And yeah. they like where we're talking about the Jays having a two game skid or a four game skid. I mean, they've had some real rough patches this year with a very talented team. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I know that there's some talk about their their clubhouse isn't the best, and and you know there's a couple of. Uh, there's a couple of eggs they may want to get out of there, but uh, you know maybe that will uh, maybe that will write itself in the next couple of uh, couple of what is it two weeks to trade deadline or uh, it's not even weeks? two weeks not it's even a, two weeks a really week, a week and some change August August fourth I think so wow you got ten days wow it's going to be some action boys I think this might be the most large name action we ever see well I mean up to now. Um, especially with Otani. shorter than that. It's August 1st. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we barely got a week. Crazy, crazy. We may have to drop a show in on the 1st. No, we got next Monday, which is Tuesday's the following day. But oh, to that point, maybe depending on a big rumor next week or a big acquisition, maybe we have to have a midweek show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, the prep and then the, <laughs> the do. <laughs> Um, and more or less, I just love that. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure you guys noticed that Google has the whole little AI generation thing now. More or less, uh, what it's calling out is Shohei Hatani has about 29 teams that would love his services. <laughs> the entire <laughs> league wants his services. I've seen yeah. some ridiculous ones too, like you know, some of the tr potential trades. Um, but I mean, whoever gets them, like, it, it, this is going to be interesting because. They could be looking at Shohei for a rental for the to, until the end of the year, and then he they becomes a free agent and goes wherever he wants to, um, which is scary as hell because a team like the Yankees, where he doesn't want to go, he doesn't want to spend long term there. But I mean, you know, with Judge coming back, and um, I heard that uh, what's his name was uh, uh, who's the guy that the funny looking dude with the mustache, uh, um, their pitcher. Oh, um yeah, it's uh, Cortez, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's nasty he's Nestor. On, yeah, Nestor. He's <laughs> off the. You know, he's he's pretty close to coming back. So, I mean, the Yankees are set to get a a big you know shot in the arm, not only in pitching but in hitting. And I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe for a couple of months, he, he'll don the pinstripes and and win a champ there. And I mean, the 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 opportunities for him are endless. And yeah. you know. The the um, the angels could really make out like bandits here because yeah. they have so much that they can take for them, and there are a lot of really good young baseball players right now that teams would be willing to mortgage to get Shohei, um, which is good. Like I mean, you know, let's take the Jays trade with the Diamondbacks. We mortgaged a lot of our future to get Dal Dal Dalton Varsho, and. Yes unless Dalton really starts to turn things around, this trade could potentially be one of the worst ones made in the last five years. Um, Gabby Moreno looks great. 
Um, Yuri's having a great year. Now, we discussed this last week when you weren't here, Ken. Uh, Yuri's contract is up this year. So he Morris. could, and there is some talk about it, come back to the Jays. Um, yeah. You know, he just his rental services are down there. They could potentially sign him, plop him back in the outfield. And it actually, in retrospect, maybe they clean that yard up by trading Varsho. Um, mm. There's lots of teams that would take him. There's, there's three or four teams that need a catcher right now. He can catch. He's actually quite good at it. And he can play outfield. Uh, and he can steal your bases. So, I mean, maybe that's the thought. Maybe it's 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 we tried this Varsho thing. It's not working. Let's get rid of him for some assets. Um, you know, maybe they can pick up a middle reliever or maybe they can pick up, you know, uh, a leadoff guy or a guy that they can insert into the lineup. They can they can get some hits, get some runs. Um, who knows? I mean, it's you know, I think there's a couple of opportunities for the Jays to make some good, good waves. Um I hope they just don't uh, do something just because of it, though. Yeah. Like, how how serious though is the Jays actually getting Otani? Is it not even you know far fetched? They all, they all have a chance. Yeah, every team has a chance right now. Really, it just depends on what you're willing to give up because California, the Angels are going to hold the uh, league by the short hairs. Like yeah. they're. they're they are in complete control. They can say they can say no to anything. They can be like, "Matt, trade doesn't look good enough for <laughs> Not us. Even close. We're, we're just going to keep rolling this and show. Hey, you can stay here till the end of the year, and then you can go wherever you want. We can throw an offer at you, whatever. But yeah, if they're serious about moving him, I mean, obviously, there's probably been a lot of talks, um, you know, about um, what what potentially they could get for him and or what the A's or what the Angels would be asking for. And I guarantee you it's a buttload of guys. It's it's probably three to five prospects, maybe a position higher end one and a pitcher. Like I'm not joking. It's they're asking for half a team. Now I know he's well, too think about it this way player. though. He's Correct. I was going to say he's a he's a he's a good he's a great pitcher, and he's probably one of the best offensive forces in all of baseball, if not the best. So, like you and said, it's the equivalent. It's the equivalent of put, 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 you know, you're trading two of your best players for yes, as far six. as the aggregate goes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. that's not far off for the Angels to be going. Just go ahead and stock my team. Come on, yeah. bring it. He, and he then that first. brings me to my question: Who has that kind of cupboard? To actually give up those Seattle, Seattle. I don't think it's the Blue Jays. I don't think it's the Yankees. I'm looking at Baltimore. And and I really, really, really am thinking that the Baltimore Orioles, because it fixes two of their problems. But they won't do it. It's not their style. It's not their style unless they knew they were going to turn around and resign him after. Well, I think they see that thing. Because they have the pocket to do that right now. Well, they might be gun shy though, because um, who was that first baseman they signed for a million years for like four, like oh. so much money? <laughs> I mean, um, Chris Davis. Chris Davis. Um, you know, they're still paying him, and they're paying him a lot. <laughs> it, they're not paying him a million bucks a year; they're paying him like eight million dollars a year. And I think so, at this point, it is right. I think you're right. It's somewhere in yeah. the eight million dollar ballpark, down from fifteen. <laughs> yes. So the big thing for them is they're pretty darn good right now. Does Shohei make them? that much better he does and he doesn't because Mm -hmm. this team is functioning as they are right now really well like they're one or two small pieces away from being clearly being the best team in baseball they are excellent but is he that two pieces maybe 
but Could does be. that take away does that take <laughs> away from what they already have like putting Shohei in as the DH does not eliminate Rushman or some other guys that when they're on their days off are hitting in the DH yes. spot and having success, right? But you talk about a team that can flip high-end prospects without sacrificing the major league roster. You look at the, the Baltimore Orioles as being one of the head teams of being able oh, yeah. to do that. Um, the only Tampa. other team I can think of with that prospect capital is Tampa, or I'm looking at somebody like the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> you know, as far as having ready to go, but there's no reason the Cincinnati Reds would trade for show a right now. That'd be the, it'd be kryptonite to them for the next, however many years, yeah. you know, it's not, not going to help them anyway. But if you were talking about a win now move that if you were in the midst of that trade, had it contingent of being able to talk to show uh, to Atani before you, you know, sign on the die line with the Baltimore Orioles. Offer him the crazy contract that he's going to get for the next eternity. <laughs> you know, it's very, I could see this being like when the Blue Jays traded Roy Holiday in the offseason to the Philadelphia Phillies. Did yeah, that trade work saying, out as Blue Jays fans? Hell no. But it made the Phillies good. <laughs> I'm not saying that, that Shohei won't end up in Baltimore. That is a definitely a possibility. Yes. But. I don't see them trading for him this year. I don't see them mortgaging to try and get this season out. They know they're good enough that in the next five years, if they keep the ship going the right direction, they will win. They will win a world. I'm willing to make a call on that. I'm willing to say they will, or else they'll come really close. So if you sign Shohei, great. I mean, you get them after this season, but I don't know if you need to mortgage. Like there's teams that are willing to mortgage this year to get them. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even see feel the like Orioles like doing Atlanta a Jackson Holiday yeah. for him and a million other other great prospects because that great prospect means that they don't have any of these guys that are currently, I'd say, the high played players in Baltimore over the next three years. Yeah, because they're yeah. just going to phase out all those guys and have, you know, like I said, Matt Holiday's kid in Jackson Holiday <laughs> moving into second base or shortstop, and then you're going to have I think it's Colton. Uh, ah, crap. I forget his name, but he's insane. He does call him up too. He's playing in the left field, right field right now for the Orioles. Um, but MLB.com's also ballpark in that they're going to go after a pitcher more in the Lucas Giolito ballpark. So that's what they need. They need somebody that can be, you know, bridge some more innings to that crazy bullpen that Baltimore has. And then they're going to score runs like they've been scoring runs. So, but to that point, let's talk Blue Jays trade rumor what what could be realistic for this team over the next week because other than the fact that you know the blue jays uh beat writer keegan matheson's basically and i'm saying this in my head as a you know little league coach at one time be aggressive yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and they be aggressive would be to i don't think the blue jays solve their problems with one piece I think this is getting a bunch of average guys to really fill in and lengthen out the roster, which is kind of what I keep hearing with everything. I don't think we're going to get that giant splash. Like you're not going to get the blockbuster Otani trade. You're not going to even get something in the ballpark of Barrios. Like we got in the last few years is kind of the professionals mantra around the Toronto blue Jays trade deadline. I, I, I know what you guys have read. If you've seen anything that's fun and interesting, I've been hearing a lot of things that are kind of in the ballpark of getting like a throw in guy, like a Nelson Cruz to this lineup, which wouldn't be a bad thing. Maybe I read trade, the Cruz one. 
maybe you trade for Teoscar Hernandez to get him back to be that DH compliment to, you know, um, Brandon Belt and Varsho, that aggregate there. Um, the I still want the Stroman. Mariners match. think he's really out. I was going to say Stroman. I know we talked about it a couple episodes ago, but I, I still like I'm it. Up. And it's it was brought up the other night. I was watching um, uh, MLB Tonight. Um, shout out to MLB Tonight. What a show that is. God, we don't get it up yep. here. And I forgot how much I missed it. Um, I, you know, it's, same as it's, I don't get it even here in the states anymore. They took it out really? of the cable package. Uh, it's, it, it's so, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm pirating it, but I may I have found a way to watch it. Let's just say you might have to share and, said things with Craig. <laughs> Harold Reynolds, I got nothing but time for that guy. Shout out Harold Reynolds, love him. But they were talking about, um, you know, a lot of these these sort of side trades, not the not the monsters. And the first yep. one they brought up was Marcus Stroman to the Jays. And yeah. uh, Harold Reynolds was saying that he has, for the last couple of months, Marcus Stroman has made it really obvious that not only does Hope. he want to go to Toronto, he wants to mentor Alec Manoa. I mean, this is something that has been brought up now, and it's something they've talked about. And with Manoa not having all of his stuff right now, and Ryu sort of knocking at the door to come back, you know, if we're looking at a seven-man rotation versus six for the next couple, because what are the Jays playing? Seventeen and seventeen, or something like that. Something like I that. think they have seventeen games in eighteen days. Mm-hmm. So, if you bring Ryu at the right time, you could potentially go six, six, and then bring Ryu in for the seven to give one of those guys, be it Brio, Scosman, uh, Bassett, whoever, give them a day off, essentially. So, I know that Gossman wants work. He wants, he would pitch every second day if he could. That's how he likes it. He likes to work. Um, I know that Brios is of the same cloth, but he likes three days. So even if you're using them in their regular rotation in that six man, that's great. That works perfect. Then it allows Ryu to slip in, see what he's got on a week where you may be able to pitch him against a weaker lineup. Like, I mean, if you're looking, um, I was say, maybe you know, get a weaker team. Like, I don't yeah, know if you're looking that. at like maybe the game against the Angels on the 30th or, uh, Red Sox on the fourth, you know, something like that, where you could get him in, he can pitch, he can start to get his his feet wet again, and it's not going to kill you, you know. Like, yeah. it's as long as you can take a couple from the. It, it's, I feel like if they can get through the next three weeks, just over five hundred, they should be ecstatic, and if they can get Ryu into the rotation at least once in the next three weeks, I think again that's a huge win for them. Yeah. I think that's coming sooner than a lot of people think is I don't know if you guys saw, but he got over the 80 pitch count and he was yeah. looking really, really, really good. The good. Other night. Yeah. So I know it's still triple a, but to that point, triple a is not what triple a used to be. There nope. is a lot of talent at the triple a level. There. there are a ton of killers and he played some decent teams over that over his few starts in triple a. I wouldn't be shocked. They go for one more. But I was also wrong about how many times they were going to let Alec Manoa pitch in the minor leagues. And I still can't say that was the right decision. <laughs> but what do I know? Um, but, Jason, just so you have the note, you were right. We only have two off days between now and August 14th. And August 14th being the other off day. So yes. we have this Thursday and then play solid until August 14th. So you are 100% accurate with the fact that you could – sprinkle in an extra start there and get a guy a day off with a, a Ryu start, whoever you add onto this team, whatever it might be. Right. So 
And to that point, did you guys see the actual trade the Blue Jays did make this week? Yeah, I um, they picked up a pitcher, yeah? Yeah, and I'm trying to find his name because I lost it. <laughs> um, made, a, made a quick sweeping trade with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And I'm just trying to get down to the name. Genesis Cabrera. I was thinking it was Garcia. Genesis Garcia is what I thought it was, but it's Genesis Cabrera. This kid's got crazy swing and mess talent from the left side. Do you have a picture very of him? Interested. Right. Yeah, let me get him up here. Especially for our fans on YouTube and stuff, you know, audio, yeah. not so much, but, you know. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, this is going to be funny because now I have one big screen. How do I share all this? <laughs> <laughs> He showed me the screen he got from Amazon Prime, guys. It is huge. Yeah, well, I got one big computer monitor that's 43 inches now, and it's all segmented up to where it looks like it's multiple screens, but I don't have to think about it as much anymore. So anyway, though, guys, I know he's not a lot to write home about with what he was doing this year. He's gotten in the 32 games, but has a 506 uh, ERA, and it's been pretty good over his last four starts. There's a, yep. an egg in there. <laughs> Just like most pitchers, but this is a guy, like I said, that has some high-end talent levels. And uh, if he ever figures it out, this might have been a nice piece. And as far as what the Blue Jays gave up for him, it wasn't a ton. It was uh, mostly cash, I think, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's at, it's one of those ones where you know, again, we don't. I don't know anything about this guy really. Um, well, minor league I, catcher Sammy Hernandez is who we gave gave up and they had to release or uh, designate for assignment. Um, who did they designate? I forget. It's right here. I think Trent Thornton is technically not a blue Jay right now or a Buffalo buys. And he's in that waiver claim window. Yeah. But, but as far as it goes, it's a young, it's a young live arm at the age of 26 and yep. Yep. you never know what you're going to get out of it. So nope. to that point, the blue Jays needed another lefty this wasn't a bad way to go about getting somebody to possibly offset. And if he has swing and miss stuff, he's got 32 innings this year with 38 strikeouts. So if he finds the plate at all, some more guys in our bullpen that we can actually spell proper with. Right. hundred percent. hundred percent. First name too. Love his first yeah, name. I know. Genesis. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's just got awesome baseball intro from coming out of the, you know, the sky dome Rogers center bullpen. <laughs> so but um i i really wouldn't be surprised if this is what our trade deadline looks like a lot of these smart moves that could pay off big and i do think that your reach goal is getting somebody like stroman to your point jason and ken i do think that's because right now i can't say that the kikuchi slash manoa mix is going to make it for us as a playoff team or get us to where we need to. Because I can think right now that our bullpen struggles are also an issue with making up, you know, four or five inning starts that we've seen from the Manoas and Kikuchis. I can't say that was because of them straight the last few outings, because I feel like they've been on a little bit of a short leash the last two outings, especially the two of them. But yeah. it leads well, to more innings for the bullpen. What, what do you, I mean, I was thinking about this today as I was driving uh, back to the compound here. Um, Mitch White, um, do you think the Jays should just uh, uh, just outright cut him? I was shocked that he survived and, my, and Nate Pearson gets sent down. Well, I, I, there is a lot of, though, you know, it's funny. When something like that happens, there's a lot of vitriol on the internet about 
negatively about Nate Pearson as a, you know, this last stint up with the Jays. And I was like, so I went and looked and it, it wasn't bad. Um, I mean, it was the last two outings where he coughed up games. Right. Is Which is really what it was. Correct. Especially as a young player like him. But I do feel he's had more good than bad. It was where I Me think too. you were going. Yeah. But to that it, point, it, if they want to send him down and let him get it, find the plate a little bit better and less stress. Great. Give sure. him some goals. See what happens. But Mitch White did the same crap. <laughs> in, the, in that same time frame and almost lost as a game the same fashion in Ro- the Rogers Center over the last weekend against yeah. the Padres. That well, game he, we were up him and, by five. Yeah. Him and yeah. Yimmy Garcia have been so really bad. Um, yeah. I mean, Yimmy has had a couple of bright spots, but n- not anywhere near the amount of innings he's he's pitched. He's every time I see he's coming in, I'm just like, damn it. Like <laughs> yeah. He'll get the first out, but then he'll give up runs after and hits him. Yeah, he's a leaker. Um, I, and to that point, I feel like he's been doing, he's been trending better than he was a month ago. I'll, well, I'll give you that. Yeah. There is. <laughs> Tell me how you really might, feel about it, my friend. He might have thrown one into the crowd if he was getting any worse. <laughs> uh, now I'm curious to how good he has done over the last or how bad, <laughs> to that point. Um, so, but I feel like there's there's flexibility in what the Jays have. Like, I mean, no, obviously nobody wants Mitch white, but I do think there are a couple of Bisons. There's a couple of Canadians. There's a couple of, of, there's a couple of, of, of bodies that, you know, and there's always the, the, I'll bring this up again. There are two teams right now that are catcherless in the majors, basically. And they both went from having two of the better catchers in the league to now nobody. And yeah. I mean, they don't trust, you know, uh, they don't trust their backups. And and so you're looking at the availability. I'll go back to our show again. Um, I mean, he could be an amazing piece for the Jays to trade. And I mean, are they going to get kicked in the shins over and over again about trading Moreno and this not working? Sure. But do you let them, do you let them screw it up here for the next three years or do you send them somewhere else, get a couple of, of pieces for right now and hopefully he he has a good career somewhere else. He just yeah. he doesn't seem to be fitting in. I mean, he, not in the clubhouse, but he just doesn't seem to be performing. And yeah. if you you know the teams that are looking for catchers are are the the Cardinals, the um, Phillies. Uh, I know the um, the the uh, um, the Pirates are really short at catcher, but it's the teams that are in the hunt. Like even even the Braves need a backup catcher right now. And, and they've I mean, been the struggling Braves with that. Are definitely in the hunt. They're they're a fantastic team. So they might buy a few pieces. And the Braves have some pretty darn good assets to be moved if you needed to move one or two. Um, Correct. I do like the Nelson Cruz that you brought up. Uh, he has a massive bat. Um, if he is squaring up balls, he is a devastator in your lineup. Um, yeah. I don't know how he's done this year, but uh, uh, not much. <laughs> where, where is he? San Diego. Yes, and he's. I think he was technically hurt right now, but I think he was coming back. Um, I'd have to look. But on that note, I just want to point this out, that apparently, according to the last 30 days, Jimmy Garcia has been actually doing pretty well. Nine innings of work. He's got a 1.93 ERA, and both those two innings, I think, are what is sticking in your brain, Mr. Lyons, <laughs> where he coughed one up. So, But that's the only only runs he's given up in the last month. But to that, to that again, he's only oh, gotten in let's, let's 11 hope he trends games. that way. Let's hope he keeps going that way then. 
Um, I just think it's funny that, like I was saying in the midst of that, you got Nate Pearson's pitched in just as many games, 11 innings worth of work, and he's given up six earned runs. So he's got a 4.91 ERA. And then you look down the list there a little bit more where Mitch White is, who, like I said, I think even now Scheider's afraid to put him in a game and he's got six innings of work and he's given up seven earned earned runs. I, right now, I just think it was literally somebody had to go down. Yeah. Nate Pearson had the options on his contract and it was already used one of those options to get down to the Meyer leagues after the spring training. So they didn't really have to do anything. They weren't losing anything on his contract. And the only other option that had options was Jay Jackson and Jay Jackson's been looking pretty damn good lately. I was going to so mention Jay Jackson, Jackson. Keep going. I remember asking yep. him. He was asking, "What do you guys think of him?" Right? Because I, yeah, I saw he was performing not too bad, but I just didn't see him as often. So he hasn't given up a run in the last six and a third innings. He gives he's you a, two a good veteran presence too. They, he, he's Correct. he's a uh, he, he's got a solid arm. Uh, I I was listening to a, um, a baseball show today, and I couldn't believe that, that his name was brought up as one of the ones to be sent down. I was like, God, you guys, just not paying attention to anything. Um, he, he's only know. given up one hit in those six and third innings. <laughs> it's the only base runner. Really well. <laughs> so, and to that point, like I said, I think right now you had options with Pearson. And the reason Mitch White survives all of this is because they don't want to lose somebody this close to the trade deadline. They would rather, if they were going to lose Mitch White and just lose those innings that he could, you know, quote unquote, eat up. They would rather lose it after the trade deadline when they would want to cut him flat out or just include him as the throw-in guy in the trade. Yeah. Because he does have some trade value. He has some upside, but I can't say he's proving that. (laughs) But he's got, you know, he's out of options for the Blue Jays, so you can't just send him down. You'd be forced to cut him right now if you trade, sent him down, so. But that's just the fun with major league contracts and things like that. But to that point, I, I can't complain over the fact I know Nate Pearson's going to be back really quick because they do need his strikeout and miss stuff, but they need the Nate Pearson from two, three weeks ago. Not what we just saw with Nate Pearson over the last week where he coughed up a lot of runs to two different teams. But I, I do think that long-term Nate Pearson is looking like a big fixture in this Blue Jays bullpen. And I think he was proving that pretty efficiently until, like I said, the last two weeks where – he hasn't had this kind of workload, especially sporadic bullpen workload consistently in a long damn time. He's been hurt. Yeah. Maybe it's just catching up to him and his mechanics are suffering. So, so let me ask you this then, guys. So we talked about yeah. Strum a, a few minutes ago. So where would he fit? I, I know you guys said he would want to mentor Manoa. Where would Stroman fit? Would he be a starter or would he be a middle reliever? Is that how, where, where do you guys see him fitting? Stroman would start. He would start? Oh, yeah. One he, of those he's crushing yeah. it this year. His Correct. stuff's untouchable. So it's on that note, no. <laughs> that's probably exactly it. So on that fact, the Stroman thing, regardless, let's say the trade does happen. He's going to probably have to take the rotation spot going forward. Whenever they get past this, like, like I said, or Jason was saying extensive back to back to back to back to back baseball games over the next, you know, two, three weeks. Um, Stroman's going to settle in as the fifth starter for this ball club. And that's saying something. You have Marcus Stroman as your fifth starter for this club because he's going to be in any rotation we put it up into the playoffs 100%. And it's going to push Yusei Kikuchi or Alec Manoa into a bullpen role. And right now, I'm sorry to say, I'm looking at Alec Manoa being that bullpen arm. 
I was going to say, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one because he just doesn't have – after that first start where he was actually not that bad, he was actually pretty good. But uh, second start, giving up nine runs, and then I think what was it yesterday as well where he just – he cannot seem to find the strike zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For some reason, and I don't know why. It's consistency that is killing me with Alec Manoa currently. And um, I think he's, I, I do think he's in a better spot than he was when this whole shenanigan level of whatever has been going on with him started. I do greatly think that. Uh, but to that point, is this, is this Alec Manoa that you have right now going to get us to the promised land and go into a deep run in the playoffs? I have a serious doubts right now. And I don't want to hedge my bet on that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I feel like e- even if they did move Manoa to the bullpen, if it was to get Stroman, I think that that would be a very mentally sound choice for the Blue Jays to make. Um, yeah. Marcus Stroman, as we all know, is a bit of a lightning rod. So, you know, he doesn't mind, taking the heat. he doesn't <laughs> mind, you know, if somebody else is underperforming, let's say, you know, Brandon Belt's going through a, a, he is totally fine to wear it himself and take the pressure off of a belt or off of a Varsho or off of a, a Merrifield and say, no, 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 don't look at that guy over there who's playing terribly. Look at me. Like, I'm going to do something <laughs> stupid, like shave half of my head or I'm going to, you know, and that's what Marcus does. And some people have vilified him for it in the past. And I always thought he was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant guy because he was fine to wear the spotlight when other guys were struggling and you could see it. You could see that, you know, like a guy hits a home run. Who's the first guy out of the dugout, like pushing Vladdy out of the way with like two (laughs) towels. And he, you know, like it'd be him. And it's, it's okay to have that guy. If that guy performs and that's what, what Stroman has always done. He's, he's overperformed the theatrics. And, you know, I, I often look at a guy like Matthew Kachuk, um, who the theatrics are, are, or uh, let's look at the ultimate Steve Avery, the ultimate jackass on the ice guy was unbelievable. The, all the <laughs> stuff with the stuff in Marty Broder's face and everything. Yep. He didn't back it up on the ice. Steve Avery was a very average hockey player where, you know, where Marcus Stroman has always, even when he dropped off, when he went to the Cubs, he fought his way back. He went back down to Jamaica. He, he worked on his craft. He came back better than he'd ever been. And the big thing for, for this, and, and if they get him, mark my words on this, if he gets his claws into Manoa, Manoa might be able to come, become the superpower that Manoa is because yes. he's basically just an overweight Marcus Stroman. <laughs> Sorry, Alec. <laughs> but in the midst of this whole thing, obviously he's in his age 32 season. He's had a couple of goose eggs during his last, you know, five starts. He's there's two of it. Yeah. Two of his last five starts. He hasn't made it out of the fourth inning. So there's some things here that play in the blue Jays trade favor a little bit, especially on a rental for Marcus Stroman. Um, but regardless of that, he is Marcus Stroman has a current higher war 
than all Blue Jays pitchers at three. So the closest guy on the Blue Jays roster is is Kevin Gosman with a 2.1. So that shows you, we know how good that Kevin Gosman's been playing this year to know that, you know, in theory, wins above replacement math. That is, you know, sabermetrics fun. Marcus Stroman is technically a better player than Kevin Gosman right now. Yep. So 10 and 7, 3.09 ERA. He's gotten in 21 games, so that's 122 innings, 105 strikeouts, and he has a 1.144 whip. Closer to one, the better. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, um, he's looking pretty damn good, regardless of the fact that, like I said, he got beaten up pretty efficiently in a few starts lately. Um, but like I said, that could play into the Blue Jays' trade favor because they'd be like, well, is he getting too tired? You know, <laughs> yeah. the catch well, yeah, is they're going to be in a bidding war probably with other other teams for Strowman's services. So you would think, uh, I mean, obviously the, and what Harold Reynolds was saying was that there's only a few teams that he sort of indicated he'd be willing to, you know, to, to discuss a trade to the Jays being mm-hmm. one. Um, they didn't mention the other teams, but you've got to think there would be at least five or six other suitors trying to grab them. Yeah. Um, you know, solid, solid arm, a great guy in the room and he's going to give you that uh he's going to give you that like you know the the diggy out of a, a gravel pit he's gonna like he's just <laughs> that dude i always really had nothing but time for marcus stroman when he was a J. just you know really like a guy who who not only can go out there and do it but he's going to tell you that he's going to do it and then he's going to tell you how well he did it afterwards or maybe while it's happening <laughs> So um, I do have to mention one thing, Jason, because this stupid phrase popped into my head while you were talking about how he might be the smartest man in the room with how he takes people's, uh, you know, heat away from him and whatnot. There's a very fine line between brilliant and stupid. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So it's usually like what an IQ point, (laughs) whatever it might be. (laughs) Sometimes it's just being quiet. Yeah. This is coming from the guy that has the family motto of no brains, no headache. (laughs) (laughs) uh so anyways outside of that i do have one question for both of you um there is a lot of fire i think to the fact that the new york mets might be going through a face change and going on a fire sale with how much fun they've been having with their payrolls going into this season and the (laughs) fact that it's not producing gold like they thought it might they suck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let me tell you how he feels. <laughs> so in the midst of that, the there is some, and like I said, I think there might be some smoke and fire possibly to this fire sale coming. And there is rumors that Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer might be both available from the really? New York Mets with oh, yeah. financial, they're paying financial like, ramifications. It's a, They're paying them a crazy amount of money, those two. And correct. I mean, neither one has been good. Um, you know, I mean, it's 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 insane to think about. It's insane to think about the team they have there and the guys that they paid, the amount of money they paid, and you're just like, how are you guys not good? Like, it, it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense that they're not good. And you know, they've got our good buddy Brandon Nimmo that we were gonna. You know, I'm how many times do we talk about throwing the farm at Nimmo to try and get him? And uh, you you know, he, he's, he might as he's, he's finding Nemo, that guy out there. He's not even, <laughs> I mean, brutal. 
Yeah. The um, like, I just think that's funny because all of Major League Baseball is talking about this, and you can see the New York media here, where I live in New York, on the opposite side of the state, um, having a complete shit fit about it and saying that they, it's bad enough that they suck, but you're going to sell everybody at the same time. <laughs> but if you do suck, which <laughs> like to Jason's point, they're pretty damn close to it. If they aren't, um, what do you hold on to? And right now, they could get some of this financial relief back trade a Verlander or a Scherzer or both yep. and get some of this back to the point where they, they get some prospects to go with their actual good prospects and look pretty damn good to make it not an extended amount of suck. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> Over I mean, the next couple of years. You guys both know that both of those guys, I mean, there's certain guys that probably don't want to go to New York. Um, I feel like there's a certain kind of player that doesn't fit into the New York Yankees. And I don't know that any amount of money will change that for some players. I don't feel that is the same with these two. These two have chased yeah. the dollar wherever they've gone. Um, I feel like either one of them would very happily walk out of Met Stadium and drive down to Yankee Stadium, change their jerseys and just go. Um, so yeah. I think you've got a threat there. Certainly, um, Max Scherzer, I think, would like would fit in well there. He seems like kind of a jerk. Um Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? Um, Maybe the right kind of jerk, though, depending on. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, I feel like, I feel like the, the Mets probably have three or four, maybe even five high level, high pay tradable guys. Like who's untouchable on their, their lineup? Lindor and Pete Alonso? I, right now, I sell high on Lindor. Even he's got enough home runs that he's looking like a player again. Maybe he yeah, does. Maybe he does become a free agent. You know, right? or not free agent, but a you know a valuable trade asset here. But in the midst of this whole thing, he's he's also one of the ones that's went on record and saying, if they trade me, they trade me. I it's it's just how it is. But I, I do think that there is some craziness that's going to happen, and, and that's going to be the unthought of fun of the trade deadline here to go with the you know. Anybody that misses out on the Otani sweepstakes is going to be knocking on the Mets door going, okay, well, what do you want to trade me? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and there's some stupid owners out there too. There's some owners that, that can't see that some of the shine is coming off both Scherzer and Verlander. And I mean, it, it, there's a difference between those guys three years ago and those guys now. And yeah, Verlander is, I mean, he seems like a really good dude and he seems like, the kind of guy that would really change the the internal part of your team when he got there. But I feel like this experiment with the Mets is, has really kicked him around a little bit. He just, he, they, I was watching the, the replays from the weekend and they pan down the bench and he's sitting there and he just, he looks like somebody just walked up and said, you know, that your dog died. Like, and, and the Mets were winning at that point in that game, you know, like it's, it, it, it's doom and gloom at a different level. And it's hard to see some of these guys like Lindor, who I like yeah. and who I think is a fun player, just wilt on the vine there um, because the the experimental overpaying didn't work. So we've talked about a certain player that the Blue Jays should get from the White Sox lately. I'm wondering if this would be a more financially sound move for the Toronto Blue Jays, and that is trading for David Robertson to go with uh Jordan Romano at the end of the bullpen. I don't know what you guys think, but David Love Robertson, David Robertson, giant Love. veteran, having a crazy season as the closer for the Mets after Diaz goes down in the World Baseball Classic. Um, 
I would love the fire that he would bring to that division against his old teams <laughs> in the American League East and see what happens. But to that point, I think that I, right now, outside of like somebody like Pete Alonso, I would think David Robertson's funny enough, probably one of the biggest trade chips that the, the uh, Mets have. And that's an asset that Blue Jays could really use because I don't know what you guys have been thinking over the last week, but I'm losing confidence in the back end of our bullpen. And it needs a shot in the arm. And I do think they need the Liam Hendricks, a David Robertson, or somebody like that to be able to uh, make up the difference here. Yeah. Did you see the comment uh, from Bill Richardson here about his opinion for the potential Mets trade block? It's been, we got yeah. Scherzer, Robertson. I can't say. Oh, oh, okay. I got this guy. I'm just going to be this guy. Thank there you we go. for bringing this into our attention because these are exactly the names I was going to bring up. That would be very, very, very <laughs> useful for the Toronto Blue Jays. So I'm not sure how much I feel about the Dan- Daniel Vogelbach one because I'm I'm loving that he's doing what he's doing, but I'm always worried that he's going to get going well and then it's going to break. <laughs> so, or he, he, might eat a, he might eat a player in the dugout if, uh, if there was or a he might try and steal a base like those car- yeah. uh, commercials that are on TV right now. So I mean, <laughs> out of those things, Thanks again for that, Bill. Um, a lot of the people that, you know, like there's certainly, if we were talking about the Jays specifically, I think Robertson is definitely a consideration. And then the other one that I like on that list a lot is Starling Marte. I, I, I have been a fan of his for a long time. I feel like he's got electric hands. He, he's faster than people give him credit for. He'll steal your bases. He's kind of a Ronald Acuna light. Um, you know, maybe junior or, old, junior. or Ronald Ronald Cunha vet. Yeah, because he's <laughs> you know he's near he's in the aging part of his career, not the right. ramping up like Acuna is. But um, honestly, that wouldn't be a bad move for the Blue Jays too, because at the end of the day, they actually were really heavily two years ago trying to bring him in after he had a really crazy resurgence to his career in Oakland for those last couple of years that the Oakland A's actually were contending before we saw the current now going to be Vegas, whatever the hell they're going to call themselves. But <laughs> um, Starling Marte fits into this ball club very efficiently, and it would be very interesting to see if there was something they could pull off that would get you two of the names off of this list, Marte or Robertson, or even to that point, Somebody like Mark Hanna even fits in really, really well as a super utility guy. Would it be the worst thing if you brought in an Adam Adovino? No, it wouldn't. There's a lot of names on this list that thank you, Bill, for uh, once again putting this list together and put, put it literally right in front of all three of us. And that make plenty of good sense for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I can't say that a lot of these would be super expensive. Most well, of these names I mean, are the rentals first, or really expensive. Scherzer might be, yeah. The first one's Correct. expensive. But, but I mean, the other catch is Max Scherzer is also financially expensive. So there's some line in there where the, the Blue Jays, let's say they go after Max Scherzer, they're not going to take that whole contract. They're going to make the Mets eat some of it, most of it. <laughs> Correct. For, oh, you want, we're happy to take that contract, but you're going to get Mitch White if you don't give yeah. us any money. <laughs> I, mean, I think, you know, the problem that Scherzer creates is just what we were talking about. So if, if you get Ryu to come back, if you get so Manoa comes out, Ryu goes, you know, or however they dance that dance with six or seven. I think yes. the the putting another starter into there then again eliminates another arm. And I don't mind the arms that we've got, and I certainly don't want Kikuchi going to the to the uh, pen just because. Um, you know, and, and it's weird to say out loud that I would rather have Kikuchi than Max Scherzer, but 
I think I would probably rather have Kikuchi than Matt Scherzer. Um, <laughs> there's other guys in there that I like. I like Ottavino. He hasn't been very good in in for the Mets. He was really good with the Red Sox. Um, Tommy Pham, eh. Um, Mark Hanna, eh. Marte, eh. You know, it's but to that point, those are the kind of things that, like I was saying, that look like they might be the Blue Jays' radar movies. Right, you know for what sure. I mean? 100%. It, it's filling 100%. and making this team better. You know, I, I don't think our basement is very, you know, I, I think at a basement right now, we're a 500 team. Yes. You know, the ceiling, we're a very, very good World Series contending team, which I still think on paper we are that team. And I think you guys would agree with me on that. It's just that's never hitting that potential. <laughs> If you keep raising that floor up over the next month and a half, you know, 10 extra wins might be enough, you know, compared to where we're projecting right now. And and 10 extra wins would be a big deal. Like 10 extra wins yeah. is the kind of thing that, that, you know, puts you in, not in the wild card or puts you in Correct. the wild card, not chasing it the whole way through. So, I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, yeah. it, it's interesting to look at some of those, uh, you know, I'm sure it would be really fun actually to do a show where we just grab sort of this kind of a group from each team and just discuss it at, you know, at a couple of different, <laughs> th- you know, maybe that's Monday. I mean, yeah, we're pretty go. good at foreshadowing. It's going to be right? enough to talk about Monday, I think, with whatever the hell happens over the next week and right yeah. down to the deadline. Like that. The trade <laughs> um, deadline, yeah. But yeah, right now we're at, we're 10 games above 500. We are currently, even after a shit week, the third wild card spot. Yep. So, and that's after the Yankees actually, you know, found a place to work last week. Red Sox actually were doing some things last week. The Blue Jays were the losing team over the last 10 games of those things. And we're still six and four over our last 10 games. Yep. Just like the Boston Red Sox, just like the uh, Los Angeles Angels, who are still way behind us in far of that kind of term. Um, Yankees are four and six. Thank God the Tampa Bay Rays have finally been losing some damn big ball games because they are three and seven. And the Baltimore Orioles actually went on seven three over the last ten and took first place in the East over the last week. So some craziness going on. And to that fact. Blue Jays fans last week were talking about, you know what? First place isn't that far away because nope. Tampa Bay leveled off. Oakland, or, or not Oakland, Baltimore's leveled <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're Oakland. These teams are out. Correct. Um, we, are, we are currently six and a half games behind the the Baltimore Orioles for first place. Yeah. Very so, catchable. And, um, Very catchable. Correct. Still and a lot right of now, The only reason runs. that they are, they're edging out the um, – Rays is because of win percentage. The Rays have played more games than the Baltimore Orioles currently. So, but at and the end of the, the day, didn't, didn't the Orioles just hand the Rays their ass this weekend? Didn't they? Hence, hence the record play? for the Rays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I do think that they pulled out one for the. Uh, oh man, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't a sweep, but it was a three to four game series, I think, for the. Uh, you know the Rays to beat the get beaten by the Baltimore Orioles. But like I said, the Baltimore Orioles are legit. People really need to put that idea out of their head. And like I said, I can't be more happy than the fact that the baseball people that were writing them off as shit at the beginning of the season get to eat that one. Yes. <laughs> because that was, I think the, this collective here was pretty damn smart on that prediction that the, yeah, the Orioles are going to be the Rays this we year. We had that one. <laughs> yeah. So. We knew the, the Orioles were going to be really good this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got one prediction, right? Unfortunately, it was not in the Blue Jays' favor. <laughs> well, you know what? We should have just asked Ken to pick the pick to click. 
for that stuff. And then it would have just been a, a shutout. Yeah, it's like go. you're trying to get segue points. But <laughs> anyways, um, so as we are getting near the end of the show, there is one actual Blue Jay-related topic I do want to touch on here quickly. Um, over the weekend was the Baseball Hall of Fame induction ceremonies, and the Blue Jays not only had a Blue Jay great and one of the best home run hitters to start off his career and baseball history home run hitters in Fred McGriff. The crime dog is officially a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. And then we also had an appearance Blue Jay in Scott Rowland, who played a year and a half with the Toronto Blue Jays for a team that should have been a lot better than what we got to see with the benefits of Scott Rowland. He was batting 300 when we traded him. He wasn't the Scott Rowland hitting 30 home runs every year, but he was getting on base and driving in runs. So it was always good to see. But I would highly recommend for anybody to watch the Hall of Fame speech for Fred McGriff. One of the most selfless speeches I've ever heard in my life. And he called out all these you know, young coaches for Little League and all these things that said, just keep doing the work that you're doing and put the time into all your youth, your youth you know, players and whatnot. I know Jason and Ken, you both are uh, within your little league ranks and coaching and everything. He thanked all of them and thanked all the parents along with the just, it was a very centric speech on just put the work in and good things happen. Yeah. And I couldn't say nicer things about Fred McGriff being the sole, you know, person that he is and being such a good baseball player and baseball person too. So I'm so thankful that he got to be, you know, inducted into the baseball hall of fame this past weekend always been a big fan uh, i always liked him when he played um i've seen him interviewed a number of times since um and you know interestingly to your point um you know we were talking about this a little bit before we came on um so my boys um won their district for little league and then they were just in the provincials uh for for little for the 11-12s that's where you get to go to Williamsport if you can get out of the nationals which commonly British Columbia does we've we've been uh the Canadian champion uh 16 of the last 18 times so we lost a heartbreaker on Sunday and um one of the things that we have been you know sort of going over and over over the last sort of day of sadness is that they've worked really hard and if they keep this work ethic going it will benefit them in every part of their lives and um you know we've we've been doing a lot of mental stuff and um you know we're going to get into that a little bit later on uh, brandon is going to be on the show which is a big get uh, it'll be pretty awesome <laughs> to have him um very and, excited you know, to have him i just for for anybody who checks out the cast or anybody who listens to us you know we greatly appreciate that you guys are are out there and just know that that you know those guys that you see on the TV, they they lost at Little League. They worked their asses off. They and they never stopped grinding. They never stopped wanting to be a little bit better. That's all you have to do every day is you just have to want to be a little bit better every day. And you know, realize that if you have routines and if you have the will to push yourself forwards, you you'll be successful. It, it just you know, it, it's 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 what happens. And, yep. you know, a guy like Fred McGriff, who who wasn't a high draft pick and, and he, you know, a lot of times he was questioned on whether he, you know, he was a good major leaguer. I mean, I can't tell you how many guys are in Cooperstown that that have said that exact same thing, like the amount of people that counted me out and the amount of people that didn't think I was good enough. And so, um, you know, I know a lot of my kids listen to this um, and they should be very proud of themselves. 
Yeah. And to that point, I thought that was the best part about Fred McGriff's speech was that selflessness piece to it. And the fact that he was just all over that idea. Work, put the work in, you will get there. And, and that's, I, I teach the same thing to my daughter and I'm slowly drilling it into her head, but she's 13 and also doesn't think I exist. <laughs> so um, it's the, that, that mantra, right? The, the, the things that come easy to you in life are usually the things that aren't worth it. It's, you know, the things yes. that you really, really want to be passionate about don't come easy. Yeah. And, and the thing sports, really... athletics, pe- dealing with people all day, every day. Yeah. One of the things of that things. we've, one of the things we've really pushed and it's actually been really successful with not only the kids, it's helped me alter, you know, some things in my own life is control the controllables. I mean, if you use that as a, as a, a you know, a vision point going forwards or a, a way you set your ship or anything, I mean, you can still be disappointed, but you can know that the things that you were in control of, if you did them all, then yes. you should get the result. You're not going to get it every time, like us on the weekend. But, yeah. you know, there was some sad eyes. But I think that for the most part, those kids understand that they worked hard. And um, baseball's not over at, at 13. Please, if your kids out <laughs> yeah. there, don't quit playing baseball at 13. Please Just don't. because Little League yeah. ends doesn't mean baseball's done. There's a lot of baseball to still be played. In fact, you can still play Little League and you can still go for a World Series at 14 or sorry 15 17 and 18 so there's a lot of baseball you can still play um because it's a great sport yeah and so, not to mention if you have fun enjoy it yep. <laughs> exactly and okay. also too remember it's a marathon it's not a sprint yep 100 percent. now you now you're on the uh blue jays mantra for how this season's going ken yeah <laughs> bonus points for and that and to that point, I do think that the Blue Jays could uh, benefit from that other mantra that you mentioned, Jason. Control the controllables. Right now, yep. I do think they're worrying about this much, right? Focus on what you can control. Yep. Those little things. Six inches small in front of goals. Yep. Correct. Right now, they really need to get into that mindset of just do everything right today. Don't worry about tomorrow. That's Schneider's business, worrying about tomorrow and how the bullpen looks for the next you know, bajillion days in a row that we have to play baseball. But on the field that day, worry about what you can control. Now, really upset us all and, and tell us that Ken won again for the pick to play. <laughs> he very well might have, but to that point. Um, <laughs> so, Leslie, unfortunately, um, Leslie Nope from uh, Blue Jays Fun and Twitter and the former flight deck lady who now has to find new homes. Apparently, the flight deck is all major events or something now she was saying during last week's show i was thought it was kind of nuts um or it's just too damn crowded with everybody hanging out in the outfield these days i'll give you 50 50 um she picked dalton varsho who unfortunately i can't say did much this last week other than you know slug a mere two percent um to that point i felt like he hit some good balls this week it's just he's been he's in that that itis of he's hitting it right to people yep and i'm wondering if some of these hard hit balls over the next few weeks actually start finding some gaps but that was her pick ken you had whit merrifield who continues to be whit merrifield um i picked boba shett who went and you know didn't have a whole hit this weekend at all in seattle so good pick craig i ruined that one for everybody and you had george springer mr uh Oh, no, wait, I take that back. Jason, you had Boba Shett. I had yep. George Springer. Yep. <laughs> I had to flip the page over, and I didn't, there you know, didn't lose the columns. <laughs> that would have been too easy. Ran out of paper. <laughs> um, so <laughs> you got our best hitter over the last week was actually, funny enough, um, Alejandro Kirk. Maple Beef. 
Well, he's Mabel beef had the I mean, most. I, I don't understand how games. this guy keeps getting infield hits. Like it's, it's mind boggling <laughs> me. Like, and you see it on the fielders faces. Like the guy's coming down third to pick up the ball and he looks, he's like, how's that guy moving? How's so he fast? there? <laughs> and then he's already there. Um, I don't know. Like my son Carter and I, um, we were watching, there was two of them that he had over the weekend and we both just laugh and we like, he's a catcher and, and mm-hmm. we just laugh when he, when he takes, like, he's just, he's, he's all in. And it's nice yeah. to see, you know, as much as we, we you know, we kind of were at the end here, but it's really nice to see Kirky turning things around right now yes. because Jano got hurt, right? He's going to probably miss a couple of games at least. They called it a contusion. Ah. So he's, it, 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 to me, that thing's got to be a pretty damn big bruise by today. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. There's no, no medical compresses and ice baths, ice baths that make that thing go down. So nope. he got hit pretty square right on the yep. know, wrist forearm area yesterday on that pitch um i all the best for danny jansen but i'm just gonna blame leslie on in our conversation last week because we we're saying oh his batting average is starting to slip a little bit he needs another dl or in your list stint because he always comes out of the gate from an injury like crazy hot leslie come on <laughs> so we can i oh, said jdbw here might have jinxed that one last week but to that point I think, unfortunately, I can't say Springer had a great week. Boba Shed didn't get a hit, like I said, all weekend. Farshow also barely had any hits. Um, Springer had a whole three over the last seven days. Whit Merrifield had at least five. <laughs> so this is either everybody defaults to we suck this week and we just chalk it up as a no week, no win week, or Ken wins is that I think is where it wins because <laughs> I can't say that Whit Merrifield out of those four people wasn't the best performer. He was definitely so. the best out of those four. Yes. Um, uh, so by default, that means this is like a tie goes to the runner situation. If you I were the, so. the least suckiest suckster, yeah. <laughs> the least suckiest to suck. And by the way, if you haven't watched the movie Sandlot, that is where I ripped that off from. <laughs> that would be the case. But to that point, Ken, you now have a glaring lead in this whole thing with seven, no, eight wins at this point with, you know, Jason's next closest with three. Uh, you Go place a bet in Vegas. Do something <laughs> right now. You know, come on. You know, you, can't, you, no, you know what us. you need to do, Ken? You need to pick somebody that's cold. You need to uh, go oh. out on a Limsky. <laughs> And put the old Kenny yeah. magic on it and get somebody. Yeah, pick Boba Shed or Vladdy this week just yeah. so we can watch one of them go actually, off. Was gonna, my, my pick was going to be Vlad for this week. Well, there actually. he goes. There, he can have So Vlad. there you go. So Vlad is on the books. And uh, Dalton Varsho carries over for Leslie as a as the uh, guest spot pick. Mr. Lyons, your pick. I am going to take the most Kevin-y of Kiermeyers. <laughs> That was a very Goonies thing to say. Just yep. to say. He's leading the league in Kiermeyers. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put my money where his mouth is. And if Danny Jansen is legit, not going to play for a few games, I'm liking what Alejandro Kirk is doing. So, And to that point, Beef. the Maple Beef is my current favorite Blue Jay. I would love to see him have a week of dominance. There you go. Because I think it's been coming. And I think I real, it's amazing what having a just a chaotic spring training – does to somebody and we all know kirk was dealing with a new baby he missed out on the the uh playing for the mexican team for the world baseball classic it was just everything all at once it might be finally that like ah things are calming down moment the new i'm sure the newborn's at least sleeping most of the night now (laughs) (laughs) 
keyword most because I, that's most, about that yeah. age, right? <laughs> so in the midst of that, I'm just thinking maybe the ducks are in the row. Maybe this road trip is what he needed. And maybe he <laughs> yeah. just goes running this weekend. And, and to that point, Harold Reynolds, like you were talking about, said that he was one of the keys to the Blue Jays not acquiring anybody at the trade deadline. He put three people on call. Kirk needs to be Kirk from last year. And then he said that Vladdy needs to be MVP from two years ago. And the fact that Alec Manoa needs to be 2022 version of Alec Manoa too. And that would lead to a Blue Jays World Series with just those three guys doing what they need to be doing. So I tend to agree with him because those are if those guys do what he was just saying with returning to the form of those other years, it is the same as almost grabbing a free agent. <laughs> so yep. or trading for somebody. So, gentlemen, anything else you want to? throw out there the only the only thing i would like to throw it into the ether is you know as you guys know this this was my you know possibly the last time i coach my own kids um i'm still gonna try for next year if i can but i coach with two really great guys who both listen to this cast uh jamie lawson and chris randall and um it's i've coached with jamie for over seven years uh chris six Uh, i've known them both for the same and um just just they're really great guys and I've had a blast doing it and I hope we can keep doing it. I hope we can keep the band together in some way, shape or form. But you know, when you kind of, when you see somebody every day for, for a while in regards to one thing and now, you know, you're not going to see them. um, It's hard. So I love you guys. There you go. And all I heard is we better have some more guests that can talk some baseball on the show over the off season. Cause I think that would be too easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, Randall played some Juco. He's an amazing, beautiful baseball mind. And uh, Jamie's just a, a good, a good, a good soul, man. He knows the game. Uh, he likes to play hard between the lines and that's what I like about him. Yeah. And as you two gentlemen know from joining me, what is c- approaching quickly, your guys, one year anniversary ish of being on this show. So you guys know that we didn't get into all the shenanigans I wanted to do this off season with the Blue Jays actually doing a lot of stuff this off season. Um, I'm I'm expecting that we're going to have some more fun this off season with a weekly baseball show with no baseball going on at all winter. And we'll play some guess that Blue Jay fun and stuff like that. So I'm Sweet. assuming we're going to have to have some things like that going on this week, winter. So all are welcome, including fans. So Blue Jays fans, if you haven't been reading the little ticker on the bottom of the board here, <laughs> you know, we are looking for anybody to come on the show. If you are interested in joining a, the chat with me, Jason, and Ken, please Bill, one who came up Twitter. with the comments today. Billy. And thank you, go. Bill, there you go. Um, let us know. Like I said, yeah. we're happy to have a quick conversation to see if it's a good fit for us to have you on the show. And then if it all works out, here you are. We can talk some baseball and Blue Jays fun. So please Message us on Twitter at BirdWatchingGC. And if you don't know the story on the BirdWatchingGC, is this whole thing started because I couldn't stand hearing Pat Tabler and Buck Martinez all the time. Now we're very spoiled with Dan Schulman. That's the reason this is a podcast now. <laughs> so on that note, Blue Jays fans, thank you very much for listening and chiming in with your, con- your comments this evening. Make sure you listen to us every Monday evening at 7 o'clock. Have your Blue Jays news in. Obviously, we'll be talking pre-trade deadline next week. Maybe we'll be having a surprise next week as an extra auxiliary show, depending on what crazy Blue Jays news happens or not. We'll see what the future brings. Until then, make sure you listen to wherever you can get your podcasting pleasures. Hit us up for a Jaybird watching and enjoy the show. Other than that, boys, it's a one, two, three. Woo! Let's go, Blue Jays. Kelly Gruber.
Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, at BirdwatchingGC, and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining us to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays, go.